This episode of Tend Her Wild is being sponsored by Revival in downtown Iowa City. Revival is a woman-owned apparel and clothing store for women with a curated selection of new and used vintage clothing. A place where a group of badass ladies can help you own your own personal expression no matter the budget. Revival is independently owned and operated by Sheila Davison, who is a fierce advocate for women's health rights. We love you, Sheila. Inspired by the question, we ask each of our guests, we partnered with local jewelry designer Made Community to create a special earring design called the Door Collection. You can find these pieces in store or online at Revival, Iowa City this season. Which door did you go through to become a wild woman? You can wear the earrings that match that. Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Tenter Wild podcast listeners. Kate and I are doing a little celebration dance today because it has officially been a full year that we have been co creating this podcast. Yes. That's hard to believe. It's really hard to believe that it was last December of 2021 that we embarked on this journey together. And here we are having recorded uh, close to 50 of them. That's amazing. It's amazing. We've interviewed 19 women and one man. (laughs) (laughs) One lucky man. One lucky man. Uh, We've worked with or or had the opportunity to talk to a diverse group of women as well. Culturally diverse, but also age diverse. We counted that the age range has been about 50 years. We've spoken with a 21-year-old all the way up to uh, someone in their mid-70s. And so we really have had an amazing time seeing the thread that is true of all of our guests, which is that there is a wild essence. There is a desire to be in connection with truth and authenticity. Um, We've talked to people in the sciences, the arts, the musical world, academics, the spiritual communities. So it's been quite a year. It really has. It's been fun. We've been talking this morning and reflecting back and some of our favorite episodes. And I'm struck by how much I have learned from these guests and these amazing women um, and how powerful it is for people to tell their stories and how much we can learn from each other when we share. Isn't it interesting? We've had a really consistent comment from our guests that they're like, wow, I learned something new today about myself or that felt like therapy or it's sort of like when we come together in this circle, in this um, space together, it's as if a lot of wisdom and interconnectivity comes up in people's stories. Like they learn something Mm -hmm. new about themselves they didn't know before they got yeah. here. And that I think is just the magic of creating um, the circle, space. creating yeah, space. the space for it to sort of percolate up to yeah. the surface. So many women um, 
have connected things from their childhood or their early years to something later yes that they hadn't really thought about and those stories and that those threads I feel like is a gift for everyone listening but also for the guests because you kind of know yourself better after you have the chance to tell your own story in fact the last guest with that I haven't even told you this the last guest we interviewed which is coming out in a couple weeks I'm not gonna give any more details about it but I got a text from her later And this is someone who so knows their inner life in such a deep way. And she said, wow, that was such a powerful conversation. I learned something new that I would never have found on my own. Thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so there's, yeah, there's something really powerful about this process. So before we go into, so today we want, Kate and I want to just reflect each of us personally on what this last year has meant to us in terms of recording this podcast. And we each want to talk about some of our favorite episodes and maybe give you a little teasers about what we have planned for the future. But we do want to say that we love to hear from you all. Yes. So if you would take some time to rate and actually write us a review on wherever you listen to podcasts, we would so appreciate this. And we also want to hear from you about which topics you're curious about or what you'd like to hear more about, because we do really sense that there is a community building here um, that is hungry for continuing to support one another and how we can be uh, in our most wild, most authentic nature. So yes, reach out to us through the website, through um, Instagram, Instagram comments, anywhere um, guests that you might want us to try to try to get, um, books, things that you, you're exploring. We really do want to continue this conversation and, and hear from you as listeners because the power really is in the community. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I, before we recorded this this morning, I was thinking about, I actually went back through, I have a whole folder saved on my Mac of everything we've talked about and show notes and all Mm -hmm. of that. And I I didn't tell you this, but I found a really early document in one of our brainstorming sessions of like the why, the who, and the goal. And so, yeah, so the why of why we wanted to even do this was um, we wrote to connect with women and to build off the energy of these different women's experiences that you and I had both led and created. So you created uh, her experience, which was a sort of in-person retreat. And I created this online tent her. And because of the power of those communities, we're like, we want to keep this going. We want to keep a space for women to connect. So that was the why. The who was we said we wanted to talk or work with women at all stages of life, which We've done. We've done. Right? Really without a lot of and I'll just admit this, try. No, intentionality. I and I think that's kind of the beauty of this process is it's like the next guest kind of appears. Exactly. It's and, been pretty effortless in that way. Yeah. We also said we wanted women to remember who they are and what they're about, all in the context of our current sociopolitical culture, which is patriarchal. Mm-hmm. And then our goal, and I took this directly from Women Who Run With the Wolves, is the retrieval and succor of women's beauteous and natural psychic form. Aww. The goal is the retrieval yes, of who retrieval. we are, right? Returning to ourselves. Yeah. So often we we get told to, to go find yourself. And I think we've learned from all these amazing 
guess that it's all about returning to who you are. Yeah. And you might do that at 20 or you might do it at 70, but you go through many iterations to, yes. of it in your lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you never actually lose yourself. You feel like you do, mm-hmm. but it's all still there. It's just a retrieval and a reclaiming of it in many ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, let's reflect, let's start maybe with like, what has this last year been like for you in terms of what this podcast has done for you? How has it informed your own personal life? Oh, I, I think it has been a huge growth year for me personally, and I attribute it much of my own personal growth to these conversations and hearing these stories and reflecting on what they, you know, these themes mean in my own life. Um, while I've been on this journey, I think it's it's kind of hyper-focused me on uh, what I'm doing with my life, where I am right now. And as I disclosed in the last episode, it really led to me... You broke up with your I job. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think this, this weekly conversation created kind of this reckoning for myself yeah. that I needed to walk the walk it, and um, it wasn't easy but there was strength that came from these conversations that I could garner to kind of take the next right step and the next right step so um, for me it's been on a professional level a huge transformation um, also I think using my voice in a way that is new. I I listened back to a couple episodes about how I was trained as a lawyer to use my voice, Mm. but I was trained to be a lawyer. (laughs) Um, And so this is using my voice in a much more authentic, real, true way. And so it's a new way to use that skill set for me that I feel way more ownership of, which has been empowering for me. It's almost like, you know, you get to that midlife and you're, you know, all the skills and the things you built over time, suddenly everything starts to kind of make sense and how you can use your skills. Yeah, it comes now. together. Yeah, mm-hmm. which has really happened for me over this year. So, yeah, and I, I will also say I think it has strengthened our friendship. Yeah. And our relationship. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's been, there's been times when it's very raw and real and like every time, every time. Like, <laughs> yeah, not sometimes, every time, um, being vulnerable with, you know, someone that you trust and that is, you know, a confidant and a friend and a true, um, a true sister, I think, mm-hmm. um, has, is really a gift. And so yeah. I'm also so grateful for that. Oh, I for am both too. of us so much. And I didn't anticipate, I thought, oh, we're already really close. Yeah. But it, it's like almost evolved to this new We level. birth something together yes. every week. So it is yeah, a, creating there's a, together there's is really a bonding powerful. that really happens in that co-creation every week. Yeah. And even those moments where like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And then we get here and it's like, boom, it just drops in and yeah. we know exactly where to go or we don't know. We just start <laughs> dropping in and it all sort of unfolds. Shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely a, a trust that we've created with each other, I think, that, you know, you have to work at relationships, whether they're friendships or, you know, with significant others, they're, they're work. And, um, but the trust is so foundational that I think it's really made it, made all this possible. So I'm just, yeah. yeah. 
How about you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a powerful year. In fact, uh, in preparation for today's episode, I went back and listened to some snippets from several of the past episodes that I liked. And I know we're going to get to that in our next little section. But I listened to the end of the Iceland episode, which was really the was the start of, I think, where this was born. You and I were having conversations about a podcast and then we were both in Iceland and we had all these wild experiences and there's just wild energy and we, you know, talked about elves. And, <laughs> uh, but at that end of that episode, I, you know, shared that I had had this real deep instinctual, uh, feeling that I needed to shift something major in my relationship. And, I shared that that day. And then I was like, what did I just do? Why did I share that? Um, but I don't have any regrets because I feel like what this podcast is about is authenticity and realness and rawness and truth. And so this hands down has been the hardest year of my life as I've traversed what that means and what happens next and all the layers of it. Um, but I will say what the podcast has done is kept me honest and kept me on the path, mm-hmm. right? That there's been an energy of support, an energy of accountability, of, um, you know, coming back over and over to so many of these truths from women who run with the wolves understanding how part of what I've been traversing in this last year is also so entwined with patriarchal ideas Mm -hmm. and things that I uh, sort of just picked up culturally, um, religiously, familiarly, you know? Yeah. And so it has been a year of revelation after revelation after revelation for me. (laughs) I'm a little exhausted at this point. I'm like, all right, when do the lessons (gasps) end? Yeah. But, um, so I think the podcast has been very profound for me. And, uh, if I were to sum up how or why it's just like every person we interview in here, or even just when you and I ever have conversations, I just keep seeing myself and all of these people. Mm-hmm. So in these transition points in your life, like for you leaving a job for me, really leaving a relationship or at least shifting what that relationship looks like. Um, you feel alone, you know, you feel like, Oh my God, I must be the only person who's ever gone through this. And, and so when you hear other people's stories, it's just week after week, it's like, Oh, I get that. That's me. I relate to that. And so that is the power of, community connection. I think what we're trying to attempt to do here is that you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. And we're trying to talk about hard things that everyone has gone through or will go through or know someone who's gone through it. Mm -hmm. So it has been a really um, powerful uh, experience. The book. Women Who Run With The Wolves has almost been like a field guide for both of us. In our lives this year and connecting to those lessons and then hearing the stories of, of our guests without even realizing it, that they're also giving us those lessons. And so, um, I, it almost feels like this came along for both of us 
The timing of it, uh-huh. the divine timing of it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like an accident. Of course, not and, an accident at yeah. all. And just how much learning we can, will continue to do. We, we have often said we have, we do not have all the answers. We are, we are on Far this journey with everyone else. And, um, yeah. And so, but there's the wisdom is in this community. And so by creating a community and, and having these interviews and, and bringing people into the fold, I feel like we can all share in the wisdom of our yeah. own experiences with one another and help each of us not feel so alone in yeah. whatever it is we're going through. Um, because there is so much wisdom in sisterhood and in the collective. Yeah. And, you know, one of the phrases I feel like you and I've uttered so many times in this podcast is do the work, do the work, do your work, whatever that means for you, whatever that looks like for you, get, you know, do your own healing. And I think that when you feel alone, it's super daunting. You're like, what, what does that mean? I I know I listened to the episode, our healing episode from Costa Rica and, um, that was one of our, you know, encouragements, like keep doing your inner work. And we said, it'll come to you, the book, the course, the therapist, the friend, whatever it is, it'll come to you if you set your intention that you want to do some healing. And I think that when we know other people are committed to their healing and they're out there putting in their time and their effort, it, it encourages you to do the same. And your healing may look quite different from your friends or your colleagues, but just knowing that someone else is in the trenches, at least for me, encourages me to get back in there and to keep peeling off the layers. We also talked about how in your healing work, you find your voice again. Yeah. Yeah. So as you, as you heal, um, you, your voice, you return to um, your authentic self and you, you use your voice differently. You, you speak your truth. And so, you know, so much of this journey for both of us is literally using our voices. Um, but I think that's, that's where the collective voice gets louder yeah. as we heal. And by the way, I don't know about you, but it's been actually really scary for me to use my voice in this way. Like when I'm just sitting here with you speaking and talking and having these conversations, I'm not scared or nervous. But if I actually sit and like think about the fact that there are lots of people listening to this conversation. It does like a major doozy on my brain and my headspace. And so I don't really allow myself to think about it. And then someone will catch me and say, Oh, I love your podcast or your episode on sister wounds really impact. And I, I, I freak out a little bit. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That wasn't just a conversation Kate and I had like a bunch of people heard it. So it's been scary for me. Has it been scary for you? Absolutely. There's times when, yeah, it's almost like you don't want to think about it too much. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. And, and that, I think you and I both wrestle with perfectionism. And so I think there is an element of, did I say that the right way? Should, you know, so we've had to let go of some of that. I remember we've had guests that have come on mm-hmm. and get done and they're like, I don't think that was very good. I think I'm going to want to edit a bunch. Yep. And then they listen to when it. we listen to it. It, it always feels like, oh, yeah, that was, that was great. Let's just yeah. release it. We don't need to cut anything. 
Yeah. So there's also something interesting about in the moment how negative or harsh you mm-hmm. can be with yourself and then to get a little bit of space from it and then to hear it back. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, well, that was and, it, and I think anytime you you use your voice to be authentic and speak your truth, it, it is the truth. So it, mm. there's times when we listen back and you're like, that is that is honest. So yeah, that was my even truth in that hard. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, we've had to, both of us have had to kind of let go of the perfectionism and, yeah. and, and be a little more raw and vulnerable. Vulnerable um, big time. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's leads to huge growth too. Yeah. And really what the wild woman is mm-hmm. truly about. Okay. So what, have been some of your favorite episodes mm-hmm. as you think back. By the way, uh, you I shared this with you, but we uh, got a little video clip from someone who's working with us and she had put on an episode 43. And I was like, there's no way we've done F43 episodes. This has to be like episode 18. And then I went and looked. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is episode 43. So, I mean, and now we're on episode, I don't know, 48 or mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, I know. I got the, I, when the numbers started appearing on our videos. I was like, wow, that is, it's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, reflecting back, I looked back through and re, re listened and some that really jumped out for me that were really what I would say created kind of some major shifts for me or big ahas for me. Um, the episode on the feminine and the masculine, mm. um, this realization that I needed to heal my feminine um, kind of came out about that time when I started to understand that I'd really deviated away from my feminine. Um, and that is wrapped up in my profession too, and, and working in a very masculine field. Um, but I remember at the time thinking, well, I just need to get back to my feminine period. And what I really, through that conversation understood is it's more of this balance and harmony because they're both necessary. Um, and they're both valuable and important, but, um, and that both men and women need to be more in balance and that the world is off kilter. Yeah. So, um, for me, that was really enlightening. And I think in that episode, I revealed I was healing my feminine. Mm -hmm. You were healing my masculine. masculine. So we were kind of on this opposite journey, but trying to get to the same place. Yeah. Yeah. That was a powerful one for me too. And I think has led to a lot more thinking and for me and study on all of that. Yeah. So. Well, and the feminine being wrapped up in the wild and being natural mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and intuitive, I think really speaks to this podcast because returning to your, to your wild is really returning to your feminine. Yeah, for absolutely. So the feminine is the wild. Yeah. The dark. Yeah. The wild. Yeah. The mysterious, the intuitive. So that was one of mine. What's one of yours? Um, I, I mentioned it briefly, but I re-listened to our healing episode that you and I recorded while we were in Costa Rica, which is where we're going again in May, if anyone wants to join us on our uh, rewilding retreat. Um, I was struck by the pace of our voices in that one. Mm-hmm. So I we recorded it like... In your hotel room. In my hotel room. In fact, there was like a clicking noise. And I remember as I heard it today, as I was listening, I'm like, oh, yeah, the shades, the wind was coming through and the the shades were clicking against the window. Um, 
But that one, I, yeah, we were like four days into this retreat where we're doing yoga multiple times a day. We're in paradise. We're eating organic food. We're doing all this in-depth healing work. We're in community. And just our voices were like so different. Mm -hmm. They were like slower and they were... I just felt like both you and I were channeling a lot of wisdom and there was a lot of just truth and, and it was really powerful for me. We were both so open. It was really powerful for me to hear today. Um, So I. That made me want to go back. (laughs) That made me want to go. Well, we are, we are, we're going back, but it showed me again, the power of retreating, the power of getting out of the daily grind mm-hmm. and it also I think you know when you're on retreat and you feel so good you believe I mean I think it is an opportunity that shows you you could feel feel better in your life because look at how good you feel here um, but also that it's hard to take it and bring it back into your daily life and maintain it mm-hmm. so it to me, it also feels like why I meditate every day or why I do practices routinely because you keep getting pulled away from your best self. And then you need to like replug back into it and get like another hit of it. And then then you'll go back to your treadmill and your busy, crazy life. And then you have to replug back in. So I think listening to it this morning was a signal to me that it's time for me to replug back in. And of course you don't, it doesn't mean that you have to leave the country and go and retreat. This might be as simple as like, I'm going to take the day to myself and go walk in the woods. Or I just, that, that feeling of like, I have veered very far away from my essence and I need to plug back in. Right. So that's one of my favorites. What else for you? It was also the only episode we did offsite. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, yeah. Well, we did the Marianne one offsite. True. We did that the big the event bit. with Marianne. Yeah. yeah. With others around, but you and I just sitting in a hotel room. Can I just speak very quickly about the Marianne event? Yeah. I need to re-listen to that one because I haven't, but all I remember from that one is if you're going to listen to it, just listen to the first 15 minutes of her. She was on fire that mm-hmm. day. All I remember fire. is that she just kept dropping like chunks of wisdom. And it was like right away. There was no warm up. Nope. There was no, it was like she went right into the wild woman. She went right into like, you know, yeah. why we need to do this work. Um, so, and how amazing is that, that we got Marianne Williamson I know. on our podcast. She I was know. She's and engaged with the audience that yes. was there. And I pulled out the the quote we talked about um, being one of our favorites. As we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission, permission to, to do, do the same. same. As we liberate, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence actually liberates others. Yeah. So, and that, that happened that day. Yeah. I feel like for so many of us that day, just being collectively together in her presence and wisdom yeah it that's yeah so even though she was I think in California that day and she was zooming in her energy and her presence was like a hundred percent there and yeah yeah it was super super empowering yeah okay what else for you um I really liked um our midlife awakening oh yeah we just did that one just did that one Mm -hmm. um I think that's really spoke to me because 
I think we talked about it. You had to tell us that it lasts 10 to 12 years. <laughs> and yes. I was like, oh, that's no why I wonder. Like, yeah, that I thought there was something wrong with me that it was taking this long. So it kind of gave me some um, solace to know that yeah. that's kind of the normal pattern. Um, but also, um, you know, the the awakening piece versus the crisis piece and kind of owning that an awakening, you know, while it's hard, um, opens you up to so many amazing things and that, um, our choices at midlife become more limited. Yeah. And that's normal and okay. So it's a time of discernment. Yeah. And when we're younger, we, you know, time to try everything, right. But this is the time we know ourselves. If we give ourselves the space to listen, we know what's inside. And that for me at that moment, when I was on the brink of the decision was like, trust yourself. Yeah. You know that this is the right time. You know, this is the right direction. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. So that one was really, sh- you know, just shifted me. Um, and I just feel like there's so many people in my orbit going through that midlife period mm-hmm. and questioning what's next and is this it? And so, yeah, I like that perspective. And that life really does begin at 40. Yeah. <laughs> until then, you're just doing you're research. You're just doing research. Exactly. How about you? Well, I'm going to put two of them together, and that's the Ray Zaragoza and the Deja Taylor. Mm-hmm. Because both of these women, well, there's a couple of things. Both of these women are, I don't know, 20, 21, 22, super young. Mm-hmm. 20. I think Deja's 20. They're both women of color. And they're both these young women who I just found myself so inspired by both of them. Like, like so much energetic vitality, like just moving through my body as I spoke with both of them. I mean, clearly Ray was in California and we were doing it via Zoom. And then Deja was in the studio with us. Um, But what I found in both of them is that they're these young women who actually have, well, maybe let me put it this way. They never lost their wild woman path. They, they never disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think our story, your story, my story that we've shared is that we followed the rules. We became these good girls. We, you know, sort of followed a specific route that we thought we should. Whereas Ray, you know, and, and I think both of them grew up with some hardship around um, growing up in big cities. Deja had a, a single parent. Ray was growing up in, you know, like a small apartment with mm-hmm. lots of siblings and she moved to LA. Like they both went through some really hard stuff and they both never lost this vision. They were both willing to live outside the box, yes. do things differently, not fit in or go to the same drum beat as everyone else. And because of that, it's almost like they haven't had to know what it's like to be in that box or to have that constriction of feeling. Yeah. They had courage. They had courage. Yes. To, to be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, for so many of us comes later. I agree. So I, I just, I had so much hope for the future after hearing both of their stories. I, had so much hope for my daughter, like thinking like, oh, you can do it different. You don't have to wait till you're 40 to tap into your natural essence. You can live it way earlier 
Um, so I bow to both of those young women and mm-hmm. the younger generation um, and their willingness to, you know, buck some of the systems way earlier. Yeah. I'm I looking at our I producer totally right agree. now, too. And, yeah, we always look to our, young, our younger generation here, like, yes, do it. Yeah. Do it sooner. Yeah. And I would say for my own daughter, who was on an early episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was on early it, this on. This has been, use, you know, and you have a young daughter, and I think... That's what you want then for, for them, for this other generation. And by us using our voice, hopefully there, and, and sh- other women sharing their stories, there is, um, there is permission at any age, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need permission. It, you, you already have it. Yeah. It's already in you. It's in you. Yeah. Any other episodes you want to mention? Um, I think, um, one really quick perfectionism, just how mm-hmm. realizing how crippling that has been for me, yeah, and how it really keeps so many women from taking risks, oh, yeah. creating things, building things, starting things, trying things, tr- making mistakes, making mistakes, failing, yeah, normal part of life. Remember, Andrea Whelan talked about yes. failure. She was the Olympic athlete who was like talked about failure. That like really shifted my mm-hmm. thinking about like you got to fail. First attempt in learning. Yeah. Yeah. Or they say yeah. yes. Yeah. So I wish that, yeah, that was not in my vernacular yeah. <laughs> early on. So, um, and then just how many time I've spent for external validation and, and not the inner knowing. Um, and then Steve Shiva's episode, okay. our first man, which <laughs> we have to talk about because it okay, really we is do, the we only. We should talk about the only man we've had man. on this show. And we both have a little like, are we ready for. Mm-hmm. A male perspective, but I think we've been doing a lot of discussion about the masculine and the feminine, mm-hmm. and we felt like we need to understand what that balance and integration looks mm-hmm. like for a man. And all, do you remember that day? It was such a <laughs> it was, shit show. It was a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we we were doing that on Zoom. He is seven hours later, so it was like nighttime for him. Switzerland. In Switzerland. We needed headphones, and they were not in the suitcase that our producer brought. (laughs) So we can't hear him, or he can't hear us. And then then finally, I used some AirPods, but then it's all like... It it was, yeah. and he was laughing at us. It I was know. like chaos. It was yeah. like a chaotic, wild feminine. Yes. And then that like masculine energy was just like, oh, I'm just sitting here watching, <laughs> observing, kind of, I think he even said, I'm kind of enjoying this right now. <laughs> he, he did. I think he did. Um, he had such a good sense of humor about it. And yeah. I remember we're like, this never happens. Which it doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of fortuitous. And w- was there something, I know that there was a moment in that episode that I had to pull my jaw off the floor, but I'm curious if you also had a moment that felt like really eye-opening. You know, I the sentiment that comes to mind is this idea that as women... We have to ask for what we want. Yeah. We cannot expect our partners to just know. And often that's the game we play. Yeah. And he said that you were asking, like, what can we do to support our men? Mm-hmm. And the answer he gave, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. We both. He said- was like, call them on their shit. Mm-hmm. 
let them know that they're not showing up for you in the way that you need. I mean, it was not at all what. Yeah, you're not their mother. Yeah, I think it was not at all what I expected. And I think that whole conversation was a little bit you and I kind of looking at each other like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And later, I think in an email, he said to me that what was interesting for him, and I'm paraphrasing, is how different his perspective was to us because he lives it every day and he's got people in his life that also live from Mm -hmm. that perspective. So the idea that what he was offering was groundbreaking or new (laughs) to him was a little bit of a like, whoa. Um, But I do think, I still believe that his perspective is, is a, it's an alternative that um, maybe we don't know as much in this culture. I was going to say it's definitely cultural. There's a difference. We are, we are not there yet, but it was so enlightening um, to hear his perspective and, it was fun. It was a fun interview. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I like that one. So, what is your dream for the future for this podcast? Where do you want to see it go? Maybe we can share some of our little brainstorming about what we want to manifest in this next year. Yeah, I am looking forward to because I will have more space in my own world um, to be able to devote you know, new time, more focused time to this. And I'd love to see the community continue to grow and support one another. So hearing and having more dialogue with our community, whether that's, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or through right, our or an event, email or that we want to do another live event. Um, and we have a specific, can we say who we want? Cause maybe that will get them here. Or is that like, no, I think anyone knows them can put it out there. So we want to do another live event and we would love to have Cleo Wade. Cleo Wade, if you're listening or if anyone knows Cleo Wade, um, Cleo Wade has written several books that actually are what in many ways prompted so much of this. You've told the story of hearing her at a live book event. Yeah. And she challenged, she came to Iowa City. She challenged all of us to bring women together, women that aren't already familiar with each other, women of different ages, experiences. She said something happens when women come together. Yeah. And that was my inspiration for bringing women together to create her experience, which then has kind of evolved. And so um, I had a chance to talk with her that night. I have a photo with her. Um, and then I've given heart talk to countless, I just ordered yeah. another copy for someone. Um so I, that's her book. Cleo Wade's book is yeah. called Heart Talk. She's got another one. Yep. As again, well. Again. Yeah. So yes, she's a beautiful author and, um, has also a younger a generation. Heart. And yes, she's almost a bridge. She's yeah. a mother now. Yeah. Um, she wasn't at the time she was, um, not married even at the time that I met her. So she's had a, a lot of life changes too, but yeah, she's someone I, I feel like um, would be a wonderful guest to have. So, yes, more more exciting guests that have been on this path that can bring us wisdom and share their stories. Um, but I do love, I love the mixture of women changing their communities that are right here in our backyard. So 
also send us your ideas for, for yeah. women and guests that you'd like to, to hear from. Um, and send us what books you're reading. This is another thing we've talked about doing is doing maybe a little bit of a book club. In fact, I just had a woman stay after class uh, this week or last week from yoga. And she was like, you guys talk about so many books on your podcast. And she's like, I think you guys should do like a book club and leak conversation about things. And I was like, that is a really great idea. And here we are in the UNESCO literature, yes, you know, literature. site. And uh, so that's another thing we'd like to think about doing is um, have some more conversation about all the amazing ideas and books that are out there about empowering women and helping us really rewild yeah Cheryl Strait is another guest we're hoping to get um and tiny beautiful things just came out uh new edition this this Christmas and so I just gave you a copy so maybe that's one we can talk about in the new year yeah another wish list Mm So our final call to all of you, thank you again for your support. Uh, We had a meeting a couple months ago with our producer, and we were a little bit blown away about how many downloads have actually happened for this podcast. And so we're excited that um, this idea of rewilding is reaching people. It's speaking to you. It's resonating with you. And it feels really timely for all of us to support one another. And clearly this concept of rewilding is not Kate and I's idea. Um, it's, you know, certainly I think maybe it was coined by Clarissa Pinkola Estes and a lot of people are talking about this now. Um, but it's, 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 it's in the ethos now and right. it's really um, exciting to be a part of the movement towards um, returning to our more instinctual nature. Yeah. And I think it's part of the feminine rising. It is part of the feminine rising. We need in our world. So thank you for trusting us every week. And we look forward to engaging with you more in the new year. Yeah. And please rate, leave us a review. Yes. Reach out to us. Thanks. Thanks. Do you need some rewilding? All of us actually do. Rewilding is what brings us back to our true essence and our most authentic nature. So you might secretly be on this rewilding path, listening to these podcasts or reading books by other wild women, or you may have been traversing this path for a while. What Kate and I both know so well is that there is something very powerful when we come into community with others who are also doing the work. So for a full week, we would love, Kate and I would love to have you join us in the wilds of Costa Rica. This yoga meditation inner work retreat is not just for women, it's for any human who has desire to clear out the old and tune into your body, heart, and intuition. What you'll get is daily yoga, meditation, healing energy sessions with me, a one-on-one coaching session with Kate during the week, time for walks on the beach, kayaking, lying by the pool, amazing organic food, and walks around this gorgeous property in Nosara, Costa Rica. Are you ready to rewild? Are you ready to join with your instinctive life and your deepest knowing? We'd love to have you join us. You can find out all the information on how to do this in the show notes today. Join us. And now the amazing singer-songwriter, Lissy Morris, with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week. Bye.